BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. doesn't take a rocket surgeon or a brain scientist to figure out why we opened up with that song. But we'll get into all of that momentarily. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads, you shall, we ask, we implore, we insist upon you. This is a really huge weekend in the wild, wonderful, wacky world of wrestling, right? So whether you're going to be in the United Center, whether you're going to be out in Vegas, or whether if you're just going to be chilling like a villain in New Zealand, never illin' on your couch, consuming all of the wrestling content that's going on this weekend, you might as well do it in style. By going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt, you're going to make yourself way more aesthetically pleasing, and you're also going to be supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you're smarter than the average fan. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, TheChairShot.com. We are not just a website, folks. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, as always, joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney. Mr. Andrew Snowflake Belaz is out on assignment this week, 
So I butt chug salt water all the time. And apparently that led to some serious health complications. So Andrew, we love you. Get better soon. Try an enema. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tunney, how are you doing today, sir? I'm excellent, Christopher. Like you said, it is a big weekend coming up here for professional wrestling. So I'm excited to talk all about it. I know you're going to be enjoying something very special live. I'm sure we'll get to that shortly. But yeah, uh, great to be back. Andrew should be back with us next week. Uh, he he's he's okay, folks. Don't worry. He's he's just uh, he's he's taking a vacation day. So you you get the two of us today. But uh, big topics to talk about, like you said, Chris. A lot going on, Tony. A lot going on. We do want to apologize. We weren't able to get a push the show out last week. We had some technical difficulties. Y'all know how it goes, man. Life gets in the way. But we are right back, like we left something. And this is a huge ass weekend. And I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. To converse. I'll, to I'll pontificate. Take, I, I can take the blame. If you listen to DWI, you already know. But, yes, a storm came through these parts where I live. Power was out by me for four hours. My sister's power was out for, like, two and a half days. And she has a one-and-a-half-year-old. So she was, she was, um, well, she doesn't listen to the show. So she was pretty fucking cranky. But I <laughs> get my ass kicked if she knew I said that. But nonetheless, um, they made it through it, and uh, my internet was out for a couple days, so it caused us to miss a few shows, put up some classic shows, but we're back, full throttle, hope you enjoyed Three Man Weave last night, and uh, we'll get you going with the talk of the big weekend, right here. Older or younger sister? She is seven and a half years younger than me. Oh, you could take her. I don't know. She's she was like trained by she was trained by me though, like to mentally be just vicious, right? So, so you you taught her everything she knows, but not everything you know. You could well, take her. Yeah, but then like you throw in like even more determination and drive, you know, and then you get her. You clearly don't think you can take her, so I'm just gonna stop uh, harping on the point. Maybe I can, and I just don't want to let her know it. She never beaten me in categories. Ask her about that. <laughs> oh no, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Or or like uh words with friends. No, Scattergories is the shit, man. I used to love that game coming up as a kid, man. Like Scattergories is the shit, seriously. I hear you. I'm just fucking with you. Alright. Yeah. Good deal. Good game. I don't know. What is a twenty six sided dice called? Poly a dice. Polyhexahedron or something like that? I don't know. That is I was going to say a dice. All right. Or a die, rather. A 26-sided die. There you go. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> the old 2-6. The old 2-6. Oh, I missed 2-6. Okay. I do. Yeah? Yeah. It's a blessing to get older, but if I could oh, you missed places. Being, be... You missed being 26. Oh, sure. Yeah, 20, 20, yeah. 26 was a good year for me. Hmm. Wasn't a great year for me, but I was young. Younger, right? Well, yeah. yeah. No, young. Younger. Yeah, I suppose at 26, you're still young. I'm, I'm middle aged and crazy now on the Terry Funk side of the game. Oh, my eye! <laughs> Let's talk some wrestling, man. We got a lot of shit going on. What do you, what do you say? We get into it. All right, we're going to do it right after this. 
This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. There was definitely a reason that you heard the intro song that you did. Chris, would you please tell everybody what you are doing tomorrow as they listen on Thursday night? What are you doing tomorrow? So as a of 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, I am going to be on an airplane leaving from Atlanta, Georgia, on its way to Chicago, Illinois, to land and go to AEW Rampage, which is emanating from the United Center tomorrow evening. Shout out to Big John Brott, who put all of this together. And I'm going to tell you like this, Tony. We all know what we think we know is that this is going to be CM Punk's debut in AEW. And if I'm sitting there in that crowd, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we hear, I'm going to lose my shit, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be the only one. So this is why I'm going to be in the house tomorrow night for this particular episode, because I believe this is CM Punk's triumphant return to the squared circle how sure are you what what percentage of you is going in so you're you know like we're hours now away from you being there right hours like what percentage of you not having left the ground in atlanta yet is telling yourself he's gonna be there how high of a percentage are you banking on he'll be there honestly yeah at this point I'm 99.9 with the line on top of that nine after the point, seeing that that's infinite. I'm I'm that confident that he's going to be there because if he's not, that is going to be a public relations nightmare for pretty Tony Khan and AEW. So I'm, yeah. So that's how that you think that's how deep it is in already. I think so, man, because honestly, I think that AEW has played this very well. They haven't come out and denied it, which lets you know that there's some where there's smoke, there's fire. But they haven't said anything either. So they've allowed the chatter and the scuttlebutt and the anticipation to build organically for this moment. And it's got to be this moment, because if it's not this moment, wee doggy, I would not want to be pretty Tony Khan or any of those executive VPs here with AEW. But if he does come out, yeah, I, I yeah, I think that they played this perfectly. Do you think there is a possibility of an unsafe environment for fans if it's not CM Punk? Well, ain't nobody about to whoop my ass if that's what you're asking. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> do you think there could be some problems uh, potentially? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't see that AEW crowd being that ravenous. I I, I don't think there's going to be any furniture moving if it's not Punk. I just think that the court of public opinion is going to turn against AEW and specifically pretty Tony Khan very quickly. If that's not the case, which is why I think it has to be this. All right. So you're all in on that pun. I don't know. Intended, not intended somewhere in the middle there of not caring about AEW, but also big news that in September we at AEW's dynamite show, I forget. It's like grand slam something September second or third week. Daniel Bryan, how how in are you on that Daniel Bryan is headed to AEW? That show you talked about, is that the one that's going to be at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York, New Jersey? 
Uh, let me confirm yep. that while you continue to give your thoughts. Because I think that's the one where they debuted Daniel Bryan. I, I don't know if that's all out or I, I don't even know when it is. I think it is in sometime in September, but I think that's where they debuted Daniel Bryan. And they're going to pop that New York crowd, especially considering he just came from the New York territory. So I think that's how they do it, if they're smart. But I'm not exactly sure when that show is. But shout out to AEW just in general, man. I mean, they kind of been treading water for a while. And it's funny, Tony, that rhymes. But when AEW first came on the scene, I believe I said it on these airwaves. I said, basically, they're just going to be trying to stay afloat and tread water until they can find their Scott Hall. And if the rumors are to be believed, not only have they found their Scott Hall, they've also found their Kevin Nash. Not saying that they're going to put them together, because honestly, I would keep them apart. But you you understand what I'm saying. Like, you've got these two big names that are going to get people reinvigorated and reinvested into your product. And both of those guys, everybody that's currently a wrestling fan, they're going to be tuned in just to see what you do with them or just to see what they do if for no other reason. So it's, Can, it's the September 22nd edition. It's the Grand Slam edition. Um, Ruby Riot is also rumored to possibly show up at that show and there's actually there's actually but here listen to this there's actually betting odds for aew all-out matches and first opponents for cm punk and daniel bryan so people are actually putting odds out right now on who the first opponents will be for these guys so i guess you could take that as a lot of people like yourself believe that they're headed to AEW. you don't I don't know. Maybe it's more so that I don't want to see him go there because I just feel like the longevity of anything Daniel Bryan and CM Punk bring to AEW being good is going to be very short-lived. That's fair. That's fair. But I'm just excited because I haven't been excited for AEW in a long while, and this has reinvigorated the product for me. So I'm just excited to see them. They're two of my faves. And if you add those two to the mix with what you already have, there's a lot of talent down there in AEW. Now, I think that the, some of the executive VPs need to kind of take a step back. I don't care about what they have going on. None of them. Well, you know, the the thing is someone needs to grab the book and do it right. You know, and mm-hmm. and maybe not so much do it right, but at least do it their way. There can't be too many chefs in the kitchen for this. It's too important. There's too many important people in, in stages of their career that are very critical meaning that there isn't maybe a lot of matches left between some of these guys that you have to utilize right now. And at the same time, you need to utilize them to set yourself up to the future. So which young guys are going to get to take advantage of these rubs, right? And these relationships and, and, and these feuds, if you will, how are you going to do this the correct way? So it's just, that's my biggest question with AEW, right? Like, am I impressed with what they've done? Yes. Are they ahead of schedule? Yes. Are they anywhere near their, where their fans think they are? Not within a million eons. But at the same time, it, 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 it is another product of professional wrestling. And to me, it has been entertaining at times. It's definitely going to get people like me who like just kind of started watching it, fell off with it, don't really live to criticize it, just haven't found myself being drawn to it, going to come back and at least check out these segments so yeah i guess i'm interested in aew for the time being i would rather see punk come back to wwe i think that'd be 
much more titillating and interesting. And if Daniel Bryan's leaving WWE, maybe AEW, this is the route to do it, but I'd love to see Daniel Bryan do something in New Japan, and I know he would too. So have you heard the, I mean, I guess the quote, Uncle Bruce Pritchard, the rumor and in, innuendo regarding Punk and WWE, have you heard any of that speculation? No, enlighten me. I mean, I've seen some Bruce Pritchard stuff, but I didn't click on so much of the dirt sheets. So what I've been hearing is that Fox actually went to WWE and said, hey, we want Punk to come back. You need to go get CM Punk. And WWE, they sent the project, not the projections, but the they sent all their, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? The metrics to Fox. Cause and they went all the way to when Punk first started. What was that like? Oh six, oh seven when he first started with WWE through fourteen. So even though we so the ratings metrics basically, not just ratings. It was ratings. It was uh, ticket sales, merchandise sales, all this and that. And they were saying this is why we don't want to bring him back because he's not on the level of a John Cena or an Edge. And Fox came back to them. They didn't believe what they were saying. So Fox came back to them and said, "Well." We'll pick up the difference because allegedly Tony Khan, pretty Tony Khan, gave him three million dollars to come back to AEW, which I think is what allegedly is what Edge is making as well. And Fox said, well, whatever y'all think he's worth, we'll split the difference with you. Whatever you think he's worth, we'll pitch in the difference. And then eventually WWE came back to them and said, we just don't want this Mellon Farmer in our locker room. He's a toxic influence. He's moody. And we just don't want him in our locker room. So there's allegedly a little contention between Fox and WWE right now because of that move. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, take all of this with a grain of salt. I'm just telling you, you know, some of the scuttlebutt that I've heard, you know? It's understandable you could make that connection to, uh, by hearing that hearsay rumor, you know, possible truth in the fact that he already did work for Fox on WWE stuff when he came back there briefly. Um, yeah, I think it comes down to that, not just Hunter, I just don't think Vince wants him back. I just don't think he wants Mm -hmm. him back. I don't think Vince wants him back. I think Vince will put him in the Hall of Fame someday if Vince is still alive when he was ready to put him in the Hall of Fame. But I think, you know, that'll happen. But, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they wanted it, man. I mean... He clearly was angling to come back because why the fuck else would you take that show, that WWE backstage show on FS1 or whatever channel it was, if you weren't kind of dipping your toes in the water to see, you know, what what could possibly happen. And if you listen to some of his more, well, I can't even say more recent. When I say more recent, I mean within the last two or three years. I think he did the StarCast thing. If you listen to what he's been saying in the interviews, to quote the great Jim Ross, it comes down to the two C's, cash and creative. That's what he'd been saying. If you read between the lines, okay, show me the money and give me something creatively that I can sink my teeth into, and you got me. He's clearly been itching to get back into the ring again. So. Well, I mean, so now you look back at that, and let's just say we believe this. That Let's just say we believe straight up that it's a truth that Vince didn't want him back, right? Because I don't necessarily believe that. I don't necessarily believe the Fox rumor. I don't know really what I believe. I believe a little bit of everything, and I believe a lot of nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? That's fair, but answer but me so, this, let, though, man. Why? No, 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 no. I was going to ask you a question. I'm sorry. So let's say we actually believe that, though, that Vince didn't want him back. 
So then we have to think all these comments he made was him fishing for WWE, right? Bro, you don't take that Fox gig for that bootleg-ass WWE show if you're not testing the waters to see what the interest level is. You're taking the temperature. That's the phrase I was looking for. You don't take that job if you're not taking the temperature for a possible return. I, I I just don't think you do. I mean, he came back. What sense does it make? He came back and did a run-in for Silas here in Milwaukee for Silas Young. Aesop was there. Like, he came out in a mask and, and, you know, did his thing and ran away. I mean, and this is like a little bingo hall. Like, I mean, tiny. But he, he came up through the Midwest. So he had been there and wrestled there. So he ran out and did some interference at a show, and there was all the scuttlebutt, and then everything else happened. And then you talk about you started watching Heels, right? So he's probably got the itch going through that too. So, yeah, I mean, once I at some point he figured out that UFC thing wasn't going to happen for him. <laughs> yeah, it's probably uh, on the other side of Mike Jackson's fist. But, yeah, go, go on. <laughs> and from there on, he's been trying to figure out a way to get back to professional wrestling. Yeah, but he wants his money and he wants some creative, which I respect that. But yeah, you don't take that job on backstage if you're not dipping your toe and trying to figure out if there's some interest there. Plus, now that there's another, I don't want to say a viable alternative, but somebody that's got the money and got some pockets and is desperate for star power, you can got to play both sides against each other and, and see what you can come up with. And apparently, he's coming up tomorrow to the United Center with Christopher Platt in attendance. Oh my God, CM Punk, Christopher Platt in the same venue. That shit hasn't happened since 2012's Royal Rumble down in Phoenix, Arizona, oh, ladies geez, and gentlemen. Louise. It's like two supernovas colliding amongst each other. The world, the earth itself might collapse in on each other with all that star power in the building at the same damn time, ladies and gentlemen. This might be our last performance ever, and I hope you all enjoy it, because that's happening. That's a fact, Jack, from Platt. Well, I think this would be a great time as we transition onward. We're going to take a CM Punk break. It's going to be about a minute long, so that you can reminisce one more time in CM Punk and his music, and Platt and I can grab another drink. We'll be right back. This is uh, Pot is War. Since I do 5 million fucking shows, I don't know which one it is, but I got it right. It's Pot is War, damn it. That's Christopher Platt. He does about 4 million and a half shows. You're listening to Chair Shot Radio Network. We do appreciate you. We'll be right back. It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. Now 
The cult of personality The cult of personality Promotional consideration you pay for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've got CM Punk. We've got CD Platt. We've got In Living Color. All culminating tomorrow evening in the United Center at the same damn place at the same damn time. All of this is happening. It's a supernova. It is an event. It is an extinction level event of epic proportions. And if you want to tune in, make sure you tune in 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central to AEW Rampage, Friday night, TNT, CM Punk, CD Platt, In Living Color, United Center, at the same damn place, at the same damn time. It's happening. It's happening, Captain. And not crunch. You might eat my dinner, but you won't take my lunch, goddammit. Okay. SummerSlam. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> no, man, I hope CD you have... Platt is all elite. I hope you... Oh, gosh. Uh, you're going to regret that. Uh, let's... Uh... Yeah, there you go. I No, I, I hope you have a great time. I know you're going to have a great time. And I can't wait to hear how everything went. And um, for your sake, I hope all your dreams come true. Let's talk about SummerSlam. For my sake, for, for my sake, I hope you have to deal with a rowdy environment that's disappointed. But... SummerSlam. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Amber doesn't even want all of my dreams to come true. Okay, let's not talk. Let's we're getting. Speaking of that, we're getting to SummerSlam and all the matches. Ten matches, Christopher. Are you? How are you? I mean, like, what's your excitement level for SummerSlam? This is actually like to me the first big show back. Like, this is we're all the way back. Honestly, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably a 25. That's how excited I am for this show. I think that the card up and down is on at least on, on at the very least on par with WrestleMania and maybe even surpasses WrestleMania because of the amount of star power that's on this show as opposed to WrestleMania. I think there's a lot more star power on this show. It's Saturday. I love that. I used to love when WCW would put Saturday pay-per-views on. I loved when AEW first started and they put Saturday pay-per-views on. I hope that becomes a thing from here on out because that's just cool because it sucks having to get up and go to your shoot job Sunday evening after watching a pay-per-view, especially a good pay-per-view, and you're on a high and you're not necessarily ready to go to bed, but you know you have to go to bed, but you're also going to be hung over the next day because you're on a high and you've been drinking and enjoying yourself and go to work. So I like the Saturday thing. Vegas adds another layer to it as well. And, of course, the fact that there's going to be fans there. I, I'm, I don't know if you can tell. I'm just super pumped, man. This might be the best wrestling weekend. I, I can't even think off the top of my head of a more anticipated wrestling weekend in the last, what, 15 years? Sure. I, I was more excited you were almost going into a Dave Attell time travel um, rant there. 
if, you, if you're not familiar. Shout out to Dave Attell, too. Very underrated comedian. Oh, I used yeah. to love um, uh, Insomniacs. Yes. Yes. You kind of got a Dave Attell thing going on, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I had to cut my hair. <laughs> I cut my hair. It was, it was almost a year. It was like two weeks shy of a year. It's growing that mohawk out. You know the only reason they stopped doing that show, right? Uh, people fell asleep. But no, he, he decided he needed to get sober. Oh, no, it was because it was called Insomniacs, I said, because people. No, yeah, I get it. It just wasn't funny. I said, but I got a, that, did you did you not hear that happened? It's like I said yeah, that. Yeah, and yes, it went yes. yeah. That means it was funny. Yeah. Don't don't forget to tip your veal and try your waitress, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Think about it. Think yeah, about it. I, careful, careful. <laughs> I'm uncancelable. Are you kidding me? Okay. All right. Well, they got to people got to listen in order for me to say something to get canceled. I I there's listeners. They just don't care. And we to, they don't care enough to cancel you. <laughs> and, and we love each and every one of our listeners. Thank yeah, you all for supporting. Except for that seriously. one, and you know who you are. I don't even know who he is. Is it a he? Oh, apparently it's a she. Is it a she? Well, what else is there? What is it? A, a well, I I I got to be careful because that would get me canceled. It's like eighty six different genders now, and I I just know the two. And I'm not even trying to be funny. It's just I I'm not hip, man. I'm just old. <laughs> this person knows who they are. This person knows who they are. Okay, cool. Let's talk about SummerSlam. Do you want me to run down yeah. the card? You want me to run? Well, all right, here I. Here's my most interesting idea that I have. Please, please run down the card, though, because I didn't realize that there was 10 matches. But what's your most interesting idea, sir? Well, I can run down. The, I can. I'll, I'll save it till we get to it. I'll remember. I'll remember. Let me run down the card. Just booked Monday. AJ Styles and Omos defending against RK Bro. Banger. Alexa Bliss taking on Eva Marie with Dewdrop. Might be interesting. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Banger. Veer and Shanky are banned from ringside, FYI. Sheamus defending, well, Sheamus, well, uh, we'll get to it, defending against Damian Priest, the United States title. Banger and no dripsticks, thank God. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Definite banger. Bianca Belair defending against Sasha Banks. Already been a banger. The Usos defending against the Mysterios. That's going to be a banger. FYI, the main event for WrestleMania 45, Gage Goldberg versus Dominic Mysterio. (laughs) Man, puberty is a melon farmer. Remember last time we saw that kid? He looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Now he looked like an extra from 300. Dude, Vince is like salivating. He's got his next Goldberg. Like he's almost as big as his dad already. That kid is a big kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bobby Lashley versus said Goldberg for the WWE title. Roman Box Reigns office. defending against John Cena. Do 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 do. Paul Heyman to do his music. Which should we should get someone should mix someone should remix Paul Heyman doing John Cena's theme. And John Cena should come. John Cena should remix Paul Heyman doing John Cena's theme and come out to that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. 
And almost the superhero, Nikki Ash, defending against not only Charlotte, but Rhea Ripley as well. That is the rundown eh. on the card. Yeah, but that should be all right. It might start at 5 Eastern. I don't know, Chris. That's a lot of matches. <laughs> and you know they're going to have a couple of pre Well, you'll have your well, 24-7 sure. hijinks as well. So which one of those matches get bumped to the pre-show? I'm thinking Mysterios and Usos. That's hard to tell. They they do all sorts of weird... I, I mean, you can run down which one it's not going to be. It's not going to be Seth and Edge. It's not going to be any of the women's or men's title matches um, on the on the championship side. I don't think it... I don't know. You think the Usos, Mysterios? Maybe. You think RK Bro Maybe gets them pushed there? Or... I, Jinder and McIntyre sounds like a good match. Sheamus and Damian Priest is another one. No IC match. I could see that on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Shinsuke just won it. They'll probably add one on Friday night, though. They'll probably add one tomorrow. Possible. But, yeah, I could see uh, Damian Priest and, and, and Sheamus getting pushed to the pre-show as well, even though I think that could be a good match because they're going to just beat the shit out of each other. All right, let's get to it. Here's my banger idea. Booking by Tony. Let it sink in. By Tony. Goldberg never figures into the decision because Big E cashes in on Bobby Lashley. And therefore, not only do we have um, another main event for Bobby Lashley versus Big E, but we can also get Big E versus Goldberg at Survivor Series. And Goldberg saying, you know what? I wanted to wait and see who was going to come out of it between you two, but I never really got the shot that I got. And I want you at Survivor Series. And that way we're getting Big E over big time. Not only by cashing in, winning, but doing it on Bobby Lashley, defending against Bobby Lashley, and then taking out Goldberg. Well, that's Big E's dream match versus Goldberg, and he's been very vocal about that. I don't hate the idea. I'm just really enjoying Bobby Lashley as WWE champion, the almighty WWE champion, and I just want to see him rock with it. But then you still have September and October to have that trilogy between Big E and Bobby Lashley. I can see it happening because he there's no way in hell he should that Big E should cash in on Roman at all. Like well, Roman Ro- needs to hold the title for right. Yeah, Roman should be beating Roman should be beating Brock Lesnar at 38 and Rock at 39. Or or losing yeah, to Rock at, losing to point. Rock at 39 and then beating him the next night on SmackDown or Raw or whatever. But yeah, I'm not mad at it. I just I'm just enjoying this Bobby Lashley title run, and I don't want it to end yet. That's all. All right, understood. I mean, I'm not minding it. Did you catch the Broken Skull sessions from Bobby Lashley with Steve Austin? I saw a little bit of it. I haven't finished it yet because you know those Broken Skull sessions be long as hell. But Let me I, be... I didn't know he messed up his knee during a fucking bank robbery. I had no idea that happened, and that's what destroyed his Olympic aspirations. That yeah. that was interesting. That was interesting. I can tell you the first five minutes I thought it was not very interesting, but finally you got into some stuff. <laughs> like, I'm but sorry. You're, you're, like, you're not a meditation fan, sir? <sighs> <laughs> there's there's parts of Bobby Lashley that are boring, and sometimes those parts of Bobby Lashley come through on wrestling broadcasts. And that's why I've not always been the hugest fan of Bobby Lashley. Granted, I when he was on fire, when they were talking about him at WrestleMania beating Umaga and being in that storyline, I think DP and I were both like 
why is this guy not getting the title? What is going on? And then ECW champ were like, what the fuck, you know? And luckily enough for him, ignorance is bliss. He really had no idea he was carrying a junior title, you know, and, and, and being in a laughed at state, he just kind of did his thing. So it's interesting. I think more of the real Bobby Lashley as a sports entertainer and a professional wrestler came through when he was with TNA. You can almost see it from him wearing the hat in the interview. Um, he's a big hat guy. I know that about him. Um, but <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's serious. Like, I know that, like, in, from just knowing about Bobby Lashley and hearing about his character and all the things he changed from going from WWE into TNA and, and, and different looks and different things of that nature. But he's an interesting guy. He just kind of has a very dry, dull delivery to him despite being well, this amazingly you know maybe one of the best bodies ever in wwe austin was saying you know he's in the top 10 for sure without argument well that's the problem his personality doesn't match his physical stature that's always been the issue with him which I, is why i've loved this mvp pair he finally found mvp is the bobby lashley whisk uh not whistler, what the whisperer, because sure. that's how he initially well, got over in TNA as well with the beatdown clan, and now they've continued that over in WWE to tremendous al- results. It's almost like his military upbringing and background and everything altogether is almost a governor on his personality as being let out through his character, right? Like I want to, yeah, I want to hear. He's way I'll, too humble to I wanna, look how he looks. He's way too humble. I want to hear a, a promo from the guy who enjoyed hitting people when he got into MMA, right? Like he was telling Austin about how like, he's like, Oh, I, I enjoyed that. Like I, I thrive on, you know, like competition. I want to hear it. I want to hear a promo from that guy. That's what MVP's here for. That's his Paul Heyman. Fair enough. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I want to keep the party going. All right. The almighty air. Let's stick with the main events. Let's go right over to Roman and John Cena. It, you go ahead. You uh, you take this conversation in whatever direction you like. I've been going back and forth with this, man, especially since Ric Flair has parted with WWE. I think it's only a matter of time until Cena wins his 17th because they've already, you know, for the last, what, five years, they've been kind of promoting him as the GOAT. So what better way to cement his GOATishness or GOAT status than by having the, in quotation marks, 17th title reign and and being the all-time leader in that is it going to happen here i hope not but i wouldn't be surprised if it did i don't know can you really take the belt off a roman if it was anybody else would you think it roman was going to lose here like literally anybody even the rock even if he was even if he was facing the rock there's not a single, in my mind, there's not a, a single other person on the planet that they could have put against Roman Reigns for this match to make me question whether or not Roman Reigns was going to lose this belt. Well, that's the issue, Tony, and you just you just hit the nail on the head. It's not anybody else. It's Cena. Okay, so, you know what I mean? so let's say it happens. What happens next? He probably gets it back at Extreme Rules or whatever the fuck the next pay per view is. Is and is that really what you want? What who 
who else had something happen like that? Somebody else had a title reign where it got flip-flopped back and forth real quick, and we were like, why did you even give it away to give it back to them? I don't remember exactly who. Uh, I wish I wish DP was here. He'd come up with this answer instantaneously because we usually are on the same wavelength. But He probably would because I'm thinking that's happened a million times in the last 20 years in professional wrestling. That's why nobody gives a shit about the titles because they've been hotshot so much. But I think that WWE has done a really good job this past year between Roman and the Almighty of trying to submit those titles and make them be big deals and not only make the titles themselves be big deals, but the guys that have them make them big deals. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen with John Cena defeating Roman Reigns, depending on how long he's going to be around. Like if he's going back to Hollywood after this, obviously not, but if he's going to stick around for a little bit, I, I could see them playing some hot potato with that title between the two of us. I I don't think there's a chance John Cena wins this title. And and from what I was talking about at all? No, not at all. And from what I was talking about before, it was one of the four horsewomen, the the four super, uh wrestling entertainment superstars. It was it was either Bailey or Becky. They gave the belt up and got it right back and they could have held it. Even. Anyway, no, I don't think Roman loses here and maybe once again like maybe that's me not wanting Punk to go to AEW maybe that's me just wanting to see Roman Reigns carry this belt until 39 and lose it to Rock right like I want to see one of these epic epic runs and if we're just going to flip flop it what's the fucking point let's let's have a shady finish let's have a dusty finish here Cena gets the rematch at Extreme Rules and just gets brutalized by Roman and that's why he goes away till whenever. Cena can win it. You know what? Cena can beat Big E at WrestleMania for it. Oh, we're going to keep it funky like a monkey, baby. We're going to keep it funky like a tonkin' monkey, baby. Can you feel it? Can you dig it? Can you feel the electricity in the air? I'm the most uh, second most recognizable athlete in the world, baby, and I can dig it. So, okay, so what's more likely to happen this weekend? A CM Punk appearance at AEW or a John Cena title win? Uh, CM Punk. Okay. I don't What's think, more likely I don't to think happen? Cena wins. No, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't know we were playing a game here. No. Yeah, yeah. This is just an impromptu game. What is more likely to happen? A Daniel, excuse me, a Brian Danielson appearance at AEW or a John Cena title win at SummerSlam? Daniel Bryan at AEW. Okay. What's more likely to happen? Just period. Ric Flair wrestling another match. Ric Flair wrestling another match. Or a match. John. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what the second thing is. You're right. Well, I knew I, I knew what the next thing was, but I mean, definitely. I have to announce to you <laughs> that I will never retire. I'm telling you, NWA can sell out MSG. Nick Aldis versus Ric Flair for the NWA title. Well, if we're going to go full nostalgia, let's do uh, Sting versus Rick. And, you know, loser doesn't die or winner doesn't die. That's the Memphis Street. That's, 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 the, that's the stipulation. That's the Memphis Street Garden, by the way, not not Madison Square Garden. Memphis Street Garden they could sell out. Okay. Got another one for me? Do I? I, I do, but I know what you're going to say. What's more likely? Big E walks out with the WWE title. Or John Cena walks out with the Universal title. 
Big E, yeah, for sure. Okay. Charlotte Flair walks out with the women's Raw title or Cena walks out with his title? Flair. Flair? Okay. All right. Do I have another one? I don't think I have another one. Yeah, I don't have another one. Oh, 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 oh. I got one more. Adam Cole shows up on AEW. Or John Cena walks out with the Universal Championship. I I thought the meetings with Adam Cole went well, baby. So I'm gonna say John Cena there wins a wins the title. Um yeah, I think that's right. Uh I think you'll see Adam Cole on the main roster. Do you? I, okay, so who who do we see in, in WWE on the main roster first? Adam Cole or Tessa Blanchard? Well, Adam Cole soon. Okay, baby. I'm just saying. All right. I mean, that's okay. that's, that's by Tony. <laughs> like, should we should we run? Should Fair we enough. do? Should we do predictions? Should we should we finish this SummerSlam thing by doing predictions, or is there another topic you want to delve into? No, fuck it. We can do some predictions, man. Who gives a shit? I, I suck at predictions, but I think that's well, part of my charm at this point. Yeah. We'll just we'll just kind of be like, hey, hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Alright, here we go. Scott Hall versus Ric Flair. Would you pay to see that? Not now. <laughs> okay, alright. Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. You know there's somebody somewhere. That's trying to make that no, shit happen. And both for, of them would say no. yes. If I both went, of them would say yes. Like if you I, know that. If I went to an indie show and it was 20 bucks to get in, I paid that to get <laughs> into the show, not to watch them wrestle. Like, I was there. I was like, oh, okay, I came to an indie show. Like, and I didn't, I don't know. I may not even have gone there because they were there. I just maybe because that's where I was. But, yeah. No. This is, this is, John Cena's not winning the title. Adam Cole's not leaving WWE. And that's as far as I'm going. AJ Styles and Omos defending against RK Barrow. Uh, I think it's too early to take the titles off of AJ and almost. I got RK Barrow winning the titles, baby. You're probably right. And they'll run with it for a little bit. And then maybe we'll get their feud, what, Survivor Series, Mania, Rumble, something like that. I'm telling you, my whole thing on this storyline is I want, I want, I I want Riddle to turn on Randy Orton. He can't. He's Bill and Ted. Nobody wants to boo Bill and Ted. Exactly. That's how you make Riddle. Who's going to boo Bill and Ted, man? I don't know, bro. Nobody right. boos stoners. What's, what's the last time you booed a stoner or you legitimately hated a stoner? Uh, dude wouldn't get off my lawn. Dude wouldn't get off my lawn. Is it again? You wouldn't get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. I mean, to be fair, Seth Rogen's character in Pineapple Express was kind of a dick, but he came around at the end. All right, fair enough. Fine, let's move on. Alexa Bliss against Eva Marie with Dewdrop. He's also a, he's also a borderline pedophile, but uh, um, I don't know, man. I guess I'll say Alexa Bliss. You know, this is probably going to be my, my piss break match, just being fair. No disrespect to the women. It's not even just because you're women. It's just because you're those women. This is going to be my piss break batch. 
I think Dewdrop or Piper Niven, whatever you want to call her, has a very good future here on the main roster. I, I look for her to be winning titles left and right. She's she can work and she's got some personality. Drew McIntyre put down the sword. Jinder Mahal, nice to see you back. This is weird, man. Is somebody going to get stabbed with the sword? Because if not, why are we doing I the sword thing? Yeah, I've I like Apollo Cruz and the whole thing too. And then uh, who else? Ember Moon had something uh, that was sharp, and I mean, can't really be that sharp, but whatever. Shout out to the gender. You know, I love gender, but um, yeah, I think McIntyre pulls this one out, especially with no Shanky. I just love saying the word Shanky. Veer and Shanky. It's cool. Shanky. Shanky. Nobody gives shit about Veer. It's Shanky. Shanky's I don't know, man. They got a great look Shanky. to them. They're pretty big dudes. Um, I would like to see them get a little less green in the ring, but I think they could be a very formidable tag team under the guise of Jinder Mahal. I could see that. that That'd faction. be great. I could see that faction being, you know, IC and, and, and um, tag titles or, or US and tag titles. I mean, hey, maybe Jinder finds a new dimension to his character and, and get, recaptures a world title again at some point. That Yeah, that'd be great if WWE gave two shits about tag titles. And shout out to my man Jafar from fucking Aladdin, a.k.a. Jinder Mahal. It's good to see him back. You don't look like Jafar? Come on, man. Have you ever seen Aladdin? <sighs> Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Not touching that He's one. He's never seen Aladdin. I've seen, He's I never seen it in Aladdin. the theater yes. when it came out. Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. You you feel like you can't say that. Okay, I, I get you, I got you, I got you. Go ahead. I said it, so you don't have to. I didn't want to. Oh, no, This is fucked up. Your ears so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> on the view. Damien, Damien Priest is going over here, right? This is Damien Priest winning his title. He's already got the USA. He's got the Puerto Rico thing going on on, on, on the leg. Well, I mean, you do realize that Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, right? That's why you don't I said, need a passport. To go to Puerto Rico. That's why I said he's already got the USA and the Puerto Rico thing going on on his leg. Yeah, he didn't know that, y'all. Yeah, Damian Priest. I just over here. rewind. Go ahead, re, go ahead. Like, close your phone, hit the thing, go hit the fifteen-second button twice, and go back and listen. It's exactly how I said it. Because yes, Platt, man, you're pissing me off today. Well, you broke him up. I. So you didn't know. I did not. I, okay. I, I, it was a continuance. It started from the large part and added in the smaller part, which is part of the large part. But it's still USA. Why couldn't I'm you just not... say USA? You know? Because it wasn't just a, an American flag. It had the Puerto Rican part to it. Because he's Puerto Rican. Dirty. I know, but he hadn't had that then, part. All right, you're, you're just, you're just fucking. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, and I'm. Yeah, it, now it, I'm you, fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. U.S. title, you got gotcha. you, you got it. Yeah. I'm fucking with you. Yes, yeah. Damian Priest yeah. wants this. He better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shame, yeah. shame his day. Yeah, fella. Is 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 Ireland fella. Fella. A, a part of uh, United fella. States as well? It's like, oh, Seamus has the United States and Ireland flag tattooed on him, right? No, but <laughs> we can we can definitely put in a uh, what is that called? We can definitely annex in uh, the the Jameson Distillery. Yeah, I could smoke a bag of that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's keep moving on. Edge and Seth Rollins. Ooh, I think this is going to be match of the night. That might I be really the, do. I think this, it has that potential. Is this the toughest match to pick who goes over? 
I don't think so. I think I think Seth goes over here. Edge doesn't need the win. What's he going to do? He's not going to challenge for a title again anytime soon. And he's this is somebody that he wanted to work with. So maybe he takes this opportunity to elevate Seth, you know? What's next for Edge and Seth? I think we get Roman and Seth at the Royal Rumble. See, I'm thinking you could stretch that shit out until Mania. Well, not if you're going to do Brock at Mania. Not if you're going to do Brock. That's fair. That's fair. We don't know what's happening. I mean, it's many months away, but I mean, you could stretch that out until Mania. Let Seth keep collecting wins. And I mean, it's a built-in storyline because historically, Seth has always had Roman's number and has always been one step ahead of Roman. You know, I just don't know who's the heel or who's the face in that scenario, you know. But other than that, I think you could you could save that till till Mania. That's a Mania caliber match if, if done correctly. If what we want to believe in, in the speculation is that Becky's going to Raw, maybe Seth wins the Royal Rumble and and instead of picking Roman in a swerve, chooses the Raw champion to get them on the same brand traveling together. Yeah, maybe so. That makes sense. Yeah, for, that makes food, sense. Food for thought. Well. And I'm eating. It's it's delicious. It's scrumptious. Well, good, good. I'm I glad, feel fed. I feel you, full. Glad you like it. Well, here comes dessert: Ooh. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Ah, also known as a Christopher sandwich. That one's gonna cause me some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself, man. I'm podcasting. It's way too early to take the title off of Bianca. As much as I love Sasha. You you got to let her rock with the title for a little bit. Could she be the one that benefits from a flip flop back and forth? Because you got to imagine there's other projects uh, on Sasha Banks' plate. I imagine her like for the next five years being in and out of WWE storylines and then pretty much retiring. Wow, really? Well, I think like, her 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 this she will be the first female to be as big a star or in the realm as like Cena and Batista and rock. I firmly believe that Sasha is made for movies and, and, and Mandalorian type series. Like she's, she's made for that. She has the chops. She has the look uh, in, in addition. So, and I would imagine she, she would love to do that. It, she has counseling that she can, that's close to her that she can take to get to those places as well and make sure she stays on the right track. So she's obviously already there. I mean, she's working with John Favreau on the Mandalorian for Disney and everything else. And, and she's part of the star Wars realm now. So you got to imagine Marvel or DC couldn't be too far behind for someone that would fit right in there. And maybe she's got other avenues. Maybe she's, maybe she's rather take the Batista line of work where she did her one part, but she wants to do a little more acting acting as opposed to action hero. So, I, I think she'd be perfect for all of that, uh, personality-wise, uh, look-wise, chops-wise, especially. She she has those, she has that natural instinct on on how to draw in the audience. The, you know that's hilarious because literally when the chair shop first started, I remember a man coming on these airwaves and saying that Sasha Banks had the potential to be the female version of The Rock and. It's just nice to see when people come around, finally. I just don't ever get my flowers when they do. But it's nice to see everybody coming around and finally seeing what I saw all many moons ago. So that's good. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. 
Come on, man. Don't act like, come on, man. And y'all y'all thought I was biased just because, you know, I have an affinity towards her, but I saw the star power. Yeah. Me yeah. Per, me yeah. personally, I was I was I was that way. No, you're you're part of y'all at this point. Why time. am I always part of y'all? Cause y'all was tripping when I was saying this shit but four I, goddamn years ago. All I, y'all was tripping. I don't remember saying anything. Yeah, I'm sure you said some. You said some things. Oh, maybe I said like you, Charlotte and Sasha had maybe one of the best women's matches in the last decade on a Raw. That maybe I said something like that. Matt, I need to go hire me an intern so they can pull out all the times where I was right about something and y'all talk to me like I was crazy, and then y'all come back around and say the same shit I was saying. And now when I bring up the part that y'all said the same shit I was saying, now y'all look at me like I'm crazy. This is why I'm crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is why I get interns, because Hillary never lets me have a second Big Mac, you know? <laughs> On that point, yeah, it's going to be a male intern, because I don't need to fuck up my home life. <laughs> yeah, no need to go there. Let me try and get canceled. Oh, I could fuck up that dress, too. Uh, oh, you want a little something? You want a little spooge? <laughs> a little presidential spooge? No mustache, no problem. <laughs> Uh, you ever heard of a dirty Sanchez? <laughs> Cleveland steamer. <laughs> How about we head south for the Tijuana crime scene? Don't ever let anybody tell you Bill Clinton was anti-immigration, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Between the dirty Sanchez and the Tijuana crime scene. <laughs> we got problems. So I guess you got Bianca and I got, I don't know. I don't think Sasha wins here. I don't no, know. Maybe it's she way does. too early to take the title off of Bianca. Ah. You can't. I, I think the only reason that Sasha's in there because they didn't heat anybody else up for this spot, and then Bailey got hurt, so they were kind of in a bind, you know. All right, this is a toss-up to me as well. Uh, Usos, Mysterios. I think two-time tag champs here, Mysterios. Yeah, I could see that. I don't want them to take the titles off the Usos. I like the bloodline having all the belts. Well, you, then you can carry this to Extreme Rules and run it back, and they can beat the ever-living shit out of the Mysterios. Ray can go away. Dominic can come back as a surprise person for Survivor Series or something. Can, can they do a fucking good Survivor Series this year where it's just like, one singular world title match, and then everybody else is in Survivor Series matches. That's what I want. That's it. I want yeah, Big, that's not going to happen. I want Biggie versus Goldberg to be the main event. And then everybody else, the big stars, they, they in their feuds, they, they have Survivor Series matches. And we have three or four Survivor Series. That's, that's what I want. You know how this is going to go, man. It's going to be Raw versus SmackDown. It's going to be brand supremacy. All these dirt sheets, your Melters and your Kellers and whomever the fuck else, they're going to be talking shit about, oh, why do we care about this? The same shit they've been saying for the last god five goddamn years. Like, it's new shit. Wash, rinse, and repeat. And ultimately, Survivor Series is going to be a good show because Survivor Series has been a damn good show for the last five years. This that All that being said, yeah, it would be a nice feel-good moment for the audience to see Ray Ray and his son, or Eddie Guerrero's son, uh, recapture the SmackDown <laughs> Tag Team Championships. All right, all right. I <clears throat> I think we both have the Mysterios, then? Yeah, I, I could rock with that, man. All right. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Goldberg. I got, I got Big E. 
That's funny. Hey, this this is going to be. I think we have a title. It's gonna I be... think we have a title. Lashley versus Goldberg. Dot dot dot. I got Big E. Huh? That's a good one. Yeah, right. I can right. smoke a bag of that. Yeah. This is going to be good, man. Number one, the star power. Number two, it's gonna. It, it's not going to outstay its welcome. It's going to be wham bam. Thank you, Mrs. Goldberg. Now, is it going to be on the level of Brock and Berg at Mania 33? Probably not. But it's going to be entertaining, especially in front of a live studio audience. They're going to get into it. These guys are going to hit hard and hit fast. They're not going to be there for a long time, but they're going to be there for a good time. Ultimately, I've got the almighty WWE champion prevailing here. And keep getting them checks, Goldberg. Like I said, Bob versus Bill, I got Biggie. <laughs> Roman versus John of the Cena type. I obviously have Roman, or I would not, or I would look really stupid from the conversation we had before. Yeah, yeah you'd look dumb as fuck if you, yeah, if if you took Cena at this point, time, yes. All that being said, no, no, I got, I got Roman. <laughs> I got Roman leaving with the title. That's that's where we're at. Cena can win the match. Cena can fake win the title and get reversed, but Roman does not lose this. John Cena does not get his 17th title reign at SummerSlam. But we can both agree he is going to eventually get that 17th title reign, right? <laughs> you don't think so? And Ric Flair is no longer affiliated with the company? They'll do it just to spite him. You know how they go. You know how they do. Oh, come on, Larry David. You know how they do. Pretty, pretty, pretty undecided here. Word. Word. It's going to happen. I, I, yeah, probably. There's too much money. I think I made this point on DWI. There's too much money to be made on it. Right? Like, there's, there's a check, like, sitting there that you don't, like, there's money that you won't get unless he gets that 17th one in merchandising. That's out there, and all you have to do is just say, "Go win." You know what well, I mean? I mean, Cena gonna make Cena gonna draw money regardless, man. I think that no, no, no. WWE but I mean, there's is... there's a there's a there's a kick, there's a kick in money that they'll receive just because Cena is the 17 time champ. Period. From I their just audience. think WWE is super petty, and Ric Flair is no longer affiliated with the company. And number two, again, they've been promoting him for the last five, six years as the greatest of all time. And what better way to submit that status within the WWE universe by having him have the the record for the most world title reigns? Right, but I don't buy the Ric Flair petty kind of thing because Flair's already come out and said, if anybody's going to beat it, I want it to be John Cena anyway. So, Well, what else is he going to say? He's a politician. What else was he going to say? It doesn't matter. Like DP says, Charlotte's the one that's going to hold the record after it's all said and done. Well, yeah, she's going to have 17 within the next six months. That's fair, but... She'll end up with 20. She'll be the first one to 20. Well, you're probably right. And it'll happen between, what is this, August of 2021 and uh, February of 2023. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, guns gun to my head. I'm gonna take the tribal chief on this one. I just I wouldn't be surprised if Cena pulled it out. All right, I know we teased a couple other matches. Really hard to pick, but Nikki Ash defending against Charlotte and Rhea. 
Any chance Rhea walks out of here and gets this title back? Because I, I see that being the last thing that happens, honestly. I hope so. That that makes the most sense. I, are you? I, but I, I, I think she's not over with me. I think we're heading towards uh, Charlotte and Rhea on the two-man power trip side of the game with Triple H and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin after he turned heel after WrestleMania 17. I think we're heading towards that, that there's some sort of alliance between the two of them. Um, I would like to see Rhea walk out with this. Well, I don't want to see Charlotte walk out with this. No disrespect but, to Charlotte. I love Charlotte. But but we did introduce the fact that Nia was Charlotte's partner on Raw. Yeah, that happened. And, you know, I introduced uh, some Popeye's chicken into my system while watching said Raw. So, you know, those are just things that happened. I, I said that to say that, that those are things that Popeyes. happened. We'll take a sponsorship. As in free Popeye's. Damn right. Yeah. yeah, twice a week, maybe free Popeye's. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like by some herky jerky shenanigans that Nikki ass let's, ends let's, up uh, retaining get, her title. Let's get this Popeyes deal um, details figured out first, though. Like, how much twice a week? I think in like uh, a good forty dollar order twice a week. Bruh, we're forty. We don't have any business on God's green earth eating Popeyes chicken twice a week, man. Really, not even once a week. Like I'm I can maybe do once a month. Oh, there's other things you can get. Maybe, maybe yeah, like so you know that's that's two from Popeyes. That's two twenty dollar orders a week. Yeah, that's Popeyes twice a month, sir. Yeah, but you can take you can take you can, you know you go out for lunch with the coworkers. Oh, I got this one, and you go to Popeyes. You know, here you go, everybody. You know, you come home. The yeah, kids, Popeyes. Neighbors, kids. Here's some Popeyes. You go Popeyes to your, doesn't have a lot of vegan options, sir. You go to your Popeye the Sailor Man cosplay. Here are some Popeyes. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of vegan options. I think the only green at Popeyes is the little flakes of green in the coleslaw. I don't know. I was at lunch the other day with my dad, and, and I was ordering. He's like, "What are you getting?" And I got something. I got some kind of chicken wrap. He's like, "I eat chicken all the time. I'm getting a burger." I'm like, "Man, I could eat chicken every day." Yeah. At likewise. If I was single, I probably would eat chicken every day. The, the old, and you know what? I give you shit all the time for your turkey sausage and the rest of that, not eating pork and everything. And I still like to, you know, indulge in, in whatever, all the different meats that are out there. But you you get into, like, your porks and your beefs, and you can you can you you know you feel different than if you just had some chicken or fish. Yeah, man. Poultry is where it's at, bro. And a little bit of fish, yeah. I don't know. Where's that? Rock swears by eating, like, I don't know, I think he's, like, cod or something every day, like, you know, two pounds or something. Imagine his farts, cod farts, two pounds of cod farts from the rock. <laughs> not, not, cod, not cod farts, that's hilarious. <laughs> but he, he's very disciplined, though. He's got his one little cheap meal he does once a week, and he goes ham because yeah, he can. Cause but he's you know how that works, though. You, like, go to bed, and then you don't fart when you're sleeping, so it all builds up. So in the morning... Some bitch laying next to the rock. She's got two pounds worth of god farts coming at her ass at four in the morning. How the hell do you know you don't fart when you're sleeping? You're sleeping. Because I wake up every morning, I got a lot of gas because I don't fart. When I'm sleeping, it builds up. How do you know you're not farting while you're sleeping? I don't snore either. That's the, hell, that's the only time women fart is when they're sleeping. Is it they finally, they're like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Like, oh, she's yeah. sleeping. How do you know she's yeah. sleeping? She's been farting for half an hour. She's on dead yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or maybe they'll sneak off to the bathroom and, you know, pull out a little quick one real quick isn't and then come the back worst? to you. Do isn't a little fan of the ass. Isn't stuff. that the worst part of the relationship as a guy early on is you can't, you gotta, you know, you gotta hold it in and whatever. Like, how many guys in the car rides home from their girlfriends in the first few weeks of their relationships are just fucking farting left and right in their car because they just left their girlfriend's house? Bro, I swear to God, man, I have been dating You get in that car, bro. you're like, uh, uh, I, I I don't even think it was two weeks we've been seeing each other, and I was at I was at her apartment, and I don't even remember what I ate that day. I was coming from work, and I don't even remember what I ate that day. But nature was calling, and there was absolutely, positively nothing I could do to stop it. So I go to her. I didn't tell her I was I had to go take a shit. I just said, hey. You know, I'm I'm trying to wash this work off of me. You mind if I take a shower? I know it's weird, but do you mind if I take a shower right quick? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. So, yeah. You turned the shower on. You turned the sink on. You unloaded it in the toilet. Then you took a shower. It was one of them wet ones, too. Like, there was no way that it, <laughs> it was coming out one way or another. It was coming out. So I had to think on my feet and figure some shit out because, yeah, you can't just take a shit at a woman's house you just met five days ago and it not be weird. Well, that being said, I got Charlotte winning the world title at SummerSlam on Sunday. <laughs> True story, man. Go ahead. I, I'm a, get in there, number two. I, I'm going to say Nikki Ass wins this one by hook or by crook. All right. All right. It's so corny, though. It's so corny. What the the Nikki ass stuff? Yeah, the, well, yeah, the the you know almost superhero thing and the interviews backstage and everything. I mean, I get it. And the kids, it's it's totally the kids thing. It's so dis, it's very Disney. Well, that's why I call it Nikki ass because the whole gimmick is ass. But apparently, <sighs> this is what she wanted to do, and it got her the title. So good for her. Yeah, I mean, I'm not hating on her. I'm just wondering where it's going and how long it's gonna last. That's that's just speculating, folks. Just trying to have a good old conversation here. Have we said Goldberg three times yet? I, I That's probably the third time, yes. Saying, what did we say? Goldberg. Yeah, I wanted you to be a part of it, too. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Yeah, when you go back and edit this, ha ha. I'm not going to. Your, ha, that's hence the ha ha. I'm too busy. I'm like, I got, I'll be honest with her. If anybody actually listens this far into the podcast, and if you actually remember, man, I, I do enough as it is, and I'm not going to have any time very shortly here, so. No, you're going to get what you get. You're just going to have to enjoy the pure personality of PC Tunney and Christopher Platt because, damn it, we know it's good. That's, we, yeah, we, we know it, we know, no, we, we know it's, we know it, we, we know, we, we know, we know it's, we know it's good. We know it's good.
God damn, man. All I was going to say is that I've probably said Goldberg three times by myself. I didn't expect you to bear your soul to the public. Oh, well, then we got to do it again. No, you can't really butt chug blue cheese. You know, the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. Pot is war right here every Thursday night. Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Always use your head. Christopher Platt, people, please peruse prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot, correct? You're right. Did you try to include Platt in your P proliferation or your proliferation of P's? PC? Christopher Platt prefers people please peruse ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You know, I'm an advocate for the association. Precisely. I'm an advocate for the association, so I, I get it. I get it. It's all good. No love on my precisely drop-in? Oh, no. You, you're – I, I – I, the association has definitely reached out to you to be an advocate – an advocate status of – right? No? Have you not been formally knighted an advocate? For the association. I have no idea what's happening right now, but make sure y'all go to purposeofteas.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your official chair shot t-shirt. If you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out, make sure we keep providing that content that you love so much by going to purposeofteas.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt and support the movement. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please. I, I'm only talking about the administration that allocates alliteration all across America. Christ's sake. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Christopher Platt, TakeOver is also... The, doesn't it seem like a secondary thing having TakeOver on a Sunday? I just don't give a shit about what's going on with NXT right now, man. And shout out to NXT. Samoa Joe, Killer Cross, that's going to be awesome. But other than that, I, I don't care. It's funny because I wish that obviously we couldn't do a show last week. I wish we would have been able to do a show last week so we could talk about a lot of the changes that are allegedly happening in NXT and a lot of the cuts and stuff like that. I, I know Ray Cash and Mags, they they talked about this on their pod. Make sure y'all go and check that out. Good content. They asked the question whether or not NXT was a failure. I don't think it's that black and white. You can't say that they're a failure and they got, what, 40, 50, 60 million dollars to have a show on network television or cable television. Like, you can't call that a failure financially. I think they kind of got stuck serving two masters. And this was before they even had the television show that was going head to head with AEW. I think initially, obviously, it started out as a developmental territory to get people ready to go up to the main roster. But I think it kind of got caught in the crosshairs of a pissing contest between family. Once Triple H saw where he was in the pecking order in regards to the main roster, he decided that, God damn it, NXT is my sandbox. And I'm going to go out here and I'm going to build the best indie promotion in the world, only we have a budget. So I think they kind of got caught in between those two things, and I think that the promotion suffered because it got caught, again, in a, a family pissing contest. It's going to be interesting to see what the 
future of NXT holds. I don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. It's just it's going to be interesting. But now as far as this takeover show, takeovers typically deliver. Let me let me comment. I just don't give a shit. Let me comment on what you were just talking about though for NXT though. I think you know, you don't you don't think NXT right now is at the level it was in the last half decade or so, right? Even maybe a little bit before that. And mainly because for me, the companies below WWE over the past couple years are on the up as opposed to the down. If you think about when NXT was at their best, a lot of those companies, ROH in particular, were on the down. Do you know what I mean? So it was easy to continue to replenish a system that was feeding, whether you like it or not, a main roster. Like this whole thing over whether or not there's a main roster or not in WWE, like, yeah, duh. You know, in the words of Billie Eilish, you know, main roster, SmackDown, Raw, Vince, I'm the bad guy. Duh. Anyway, but that that's kind of where I'm going with it. So at the same time, they just don't have the same replenishment system that they did. There wasn't name after name that you wanted to see coming through, right? And the problem is, is the name after name that came through didn't match up to the main roster qualifications that were needed, mainly size-wise. And that's why you don't see a lot of guys continue to succeed up on the main roster from NXT because it's a different formula. And that's just the end of it. And it's it's going to be it's going to be a cycle for NXT as opposed to the main roster is just a machine. Bro, we could do an entire episode, and maybe we will one day, about the NXT main roster thing and how you know men and women perform once they get up to the main roster as opposed to NXT. That's a that's a whole can of worms. We literally could do an entire episode just solely based off of that because there's just so it's a lot of meat on that bone, man. All right, let's, I, you know I don't. Let's get. Should we get ahead. into the card? I guess. I guess. <laughs> Let me run it down. Yeah. I, Walter shit. versus Dragunov. Karrion Cross versus Joe. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. And Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Two out of three falls. First is going to be a traditional wrestling match. Second is going to be a street fight. And, and Chris, this is only if necessary. Pause for dramatic effect. A steel cage match. Obviously, O'Reilly's going to go over, regardless of where Adam Cole is going. Being Ross, that Mellon Farmer, he ain't, he ain't going to be on NXT come next Tuesday. We can both agree on that. Adam can, Cole's can your next. Know? Adam Cole's your next twenty four seven champion, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me pop for that. Let me pop for the only way I know how to pop. Pop. <laughs> Killian Cross and Samoa Joe is going to be phenomenal. Those two big bulldozers are going to beat the holy hell out of each other. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Cameron Grimes and, and Eli Drake. Yes, I called him Eli Drake. Fuck that dummy. LA night shit. Dummy. You big dummy. 
I've been amused by this feud, though. I really have, and the involvement of the Million Dollar Man, even though we need to step his suit game up. I've been amused by that. Um, I feel shit, like I don't know who's gonna win. I feel like you could have taken Ted to Burlington Coat Factory and done better for him than the WWE did. I would say Joseph A. Bank, but you're probably right. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> fi- they could have given you a grand. You could have got him three suits and lunch for both of you and some drinks, and, and you would have kept 100 bucks in your pocket. And we would have got this melon farmer tailored and looking proper, yes. Yeah. He went to men's warehouse, didn't get no tailor. He just got off the rack. Oh, I'm a 45. <laughs> and just threw that shit on it with no thoughts or anything like that. And you're a preacher, Ted. You know preachers know how to dress. <laughs> he got caught up. Uh, Ted got caught up in that, uh, that whole uh, Occupy Wall Street shit. Or the the Great Recession of 2008. It's been hard for him trying to climb back from there. A couple of his tenants weren't paying during COVID. (laughs) Shit got real. He's the the $100 man. Let's be honest. I mean, I I started it with the question, and and we've kind of run down this card. and It kind of diminishes. What was the point of putting this on a Sunday? after SummerSlam was it to make it a destination weekend and instead like you I don't I don't I don't really get it I don't know why the fuck they did this especially considering that Manny Pacquiao is fighting on Saturday and you're battling that SummerSlam is going up against that like none of this makes any sense to me maybe it's a logistic thing a logistics thing maybe that's when they were able to book the arena I have no idea none of this makes sense I'm happy to have wrestling on Saturday but no, this shit don't make no sense. I think there's something else going on that night in Vegas as well. Another well, huge event. And, and uh, uh, in addition to the Pacquiao fight. And, and it's going to be a good Pacquiao fight too. Well, NXT's not even in Vegas either. It's in Orlando. It's it's at the Capital Wrestling Center. So, I don't understand the deal why this wasn't like the following weekend. Me neither. No, I I, I got nothing, Tony. This none of this makes sense cuz there's a lot of shit going on in Vegas that evening. That SummerSlam is taking place. None of this makes any sense. I'm happy to get wrestling on Saturdays, but yeah, it don't make sense. Mm. That's one thing. There's got to be some sort of logistic thing. Yes, like uh, Super Bowl, college football championship, the big four wrestling pay-per-views. What else should be on a Saturday night? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Well, all UFC and boxing fights on on saturdays well they already Um, are uh i think the other thing i think is i think it should be a national holiday that all businesses should be closed on election day yeah that's fair yeah i can smoke a bag like like everything like no one has to work on election day people volunteer to go to the election centers and help out and like literally everything's closed for one day like everything like you know like you have you have 364 days to prepare for not be able to go and do any, like gas stations are closed. Well, a gas stations never even closed because you can just go to the pump, and put your card in, right? But you can't go to the grocery store. There, every Everything has to be closed. Well, you know, the grocery stores aren't ever going to close. But yeah, take Columbus Day away and that's election day now. 
and now that's the new national holiday. What's wrong with that? Who who gets mad at that? Are are, are there the, these Columbus troopers out here that are just all about Christopher Columbus? Fuck that motherfucker. You can't discover some shit, and it's already people here. But yeah, and, and that's the new election day. So now it, you know, there's no imbalance. Yeah, I'm here for that. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. We should also get the the Sunday after the Super Bowl off. Well, that's Sunday. Well, I, I meant the Monday after the Super Bowl. Well, it but should oh, be, uh, if it's on Saturday. But in your world, we've changed the it's Super Bowl to Saturday. Saturday. I you already got, got the got extra you. fucking week gotcha. in there. I got you. Like, I it's almost going to be Valentine's Day by the goddamn time. The soup, and I shouldn't say goddamn. That's no matter what who your god is. Don't want him to damn anybody. It's almost going to be Valentine's Day by the time the Super Bowl rolls around this year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. What are some other traditions that should be moved to Saturday? Valentine's Day should always fall on a Saturday. If 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 Thanksgiving can always fall on a Sunday, Valentine's Day should always fall on a Saturday. Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. And Thanksgiving's not on a Sunday. I know, yeah, goddamn. You know Thursday. what I mean. It feels like a Sunday because you go to sleep early. <laughs> you know what I meant, though. If it's always on a Thursday, Valentine's Day should be adjustable as well. Can, can I uh, can I hit you with something I forgot to bring up on Three Men Weave? Sure. The NBA schedule came out, and uh, huge Christmas Day, huge Wisconsin Sports Day. Milwaukee Bucks. Wisconsin, really? Milwaukee Bucks versus Boston Celtics in the two thirty Eastern ABC game on Christmas Day, and then I know what's happening. Football on Christmas Day. Yes, Christmas yeah. Day, three thirty, yeah. four thirty yeah. Eastern. I think Platt and I yeah. might be yeah. dial a shot and. Uh, Watching some game, we might yeah. have to. We might have to have a watch party or something, dude. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I can't wait. Is it now? Where is it? Have they decided where it's at yet? Is it in uh, Green Bay or Cleveland? Oh, we coming to y'all. Well, yep. fuck it. Let's do Christmas at Green Bay. Let's Christmas get it. at Lambo, baby. Yeah. Maybe it'll snow. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll snow. I hope it snows. Won't be to yes, either team. Uh, the cold weather and the snow is neither team's advantage. They're both. They're, yeah, I mean, yeah. But it'd be more fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. Snow football is always more fun. Yeah. That's going to be fun, though. I'm interested to see by that time which team will be favored in that game. Yeah. Because right now I got to say Green Bay just because y'all at home. You know what I mean? Sure. But what if we're having a bad season and you guys are just blowing everybody out? Or or maybe we're a seven and a half point favorite because you're playing mediocre again and we're still winning. So you never know. I mean, this is the first time the Browns had expectations in like 25 years. Yeah, going into got, a season. Man, you got an extra game to do it. If you don't win 10 games this year, it's going to be rough. I think they take that division. How do you feel about? Okay, so we're clearly done talking about wrestling, folks. Welcome to the rest <laughs> of Potter's War. Christopher Platt, PC Tunney here. It's Wednesday evening. You're listening on a Thursday evening. Chairshot Radio Network. We've already recorded three men. We've go back and listen to that. Had a great time. With our brother Ray Cash as well, uh, Ray Dollars. I like to call him sometimes. Follow him at it's Ray Cash. Go ahead, continue the conversation. You were you were you were talking. No, you were about to say something. How do you feel? And then you cut yourself off. Man, and I you went can't... into the I, yeah, I went into the whole rant and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, how do I you, think the no, Browns uh, take that division? Is. I guess I was gonna say yeah. How do you feel about the Browns having expectations considering? Right. I mean, like you guys are picked to win your division this year. Like uh, all the experts are saying 
it's 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 going to happen. How much do you believe in Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham coming back? I mean, you have one of you maybe have the second best defensive player on your team in Miles Garrett behind Aaron Donald. Are excuse me, are the the pundits really saying that? I think a lot of Cleveland's really the favorite. Well, nobody has Pittsburgh, and it's a question yeah. mark on the receiving side for Baltimore, considering they added Watkins and uh, the rookie Rashad Bateman, but is already hurt from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah he's he's already hurt, and Watkins is a number two at best. I like, really think he's a, a solid number three, but number two at best. It's always good to have a solid number two. Um, yes, I concur. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with expectations. But I think that this is a different Browns team. I think that they've overhauled the culture. And I mean, just talent wise, look up and down that roster. How many teams on both sides of the ball are as talented as Cleveland? If, if it wasn't Cleveland, they would be Super Bowl contenders. It's just or Super Bowl, you know, favorites or uh, people would be mentioning no, them in the Super they, Bowl conversation uh, they are. If, if it wasn't Cleveland. Uh, people are. People are. They're just putting them behind Kansas City and Buffalo. And I think that's fair considering the success the two teams had and the success the two teams' quarterbacks had, right? Like, that's fair. Baker Mayfield, while I think he's easily a top half of the league quarterback, he didn't have a near MVP season that Josh Allen had last year, right? Make that big leap. No, I'm not necessarily sold on Baker, but I think that Stefanski puts him in a very good position. He's not going to put him in a position to fuck shit up. Because, I mean, we're you know, the Browns are a running team, first and foremost. They've got two of the top 15 running backs in the entire league, and they're going to use the run to set up the pass. They've shored up that wide receiver core, because you remember we got hit tremendously between the, the Beckham injury and the COVID situation, which, you know, that, was, that game cost the Browns the the division title they've they've shored that up in the draft defense was obviously a problem last year they've shored that up we got Clowney. we got the brother from um uh st louis the safety so yeah they 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 actually went out and shored up and, and righted their wrongs and and fixed their holes like a real team you know what i mean so i feel like this is a different browns team and they're trying to change the culture and I I haven't been this excited about a season since 95. We were coming off a, a year where the Browns won a playoff game, you know, made the playoffs and won a game. And then they signed Andre Risen in the offseason. Because remember when we thought Andre Risen was good? Because he was down there in Atlanta, fucking, or down here in Atlanta, fucking with Jerry Glanville in that run and shoot offense, catching a 1,050 a balls every year because of the run and shoot. And we thought he was good. And then they started off three and one. I think they won one, maybe two games after that, and then they moved the team and Ray stole my team. But, <laughs> but that's the last time I was le- legitimately excited about a Brown season, you know, considering that there's actually expectations. Shout out to Andre Risen. Came to Green Bay, won a world championship. Anyway, yeah, uh, so wrestling. Word. So wrestling. So pot is war. Uh, that was, I'll that was, see you Christmas, motherfucker. Yeah, we'll see you Christmas, motherfucker. Sounds good. Fa la 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 la. That's a that's, that's a chair. The the chair shot presents a holiday classic. I'll ho see ho you. ho, bitch. We got to remember that for Christmas season because that's got to be a title. Ho ho ho, bitch. No, it's I'll <laughs> see I'll see you Christmas, motherfucker.
<laughs> yeah. It's exciting, man, to have a team that might be good. How about last thoughts today as we wrap up this show? Without our dear, dear friend and, and compatriot and, and staple to the DWI culture, Mr. Andrew Belaz. No, you can't really. Yeah, we're pot is war. You know, the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. What's that? We're pot is war, sir. I know. I said that. No, you didn't. What did I say? You said DWI. Ah, crap. I do a lot of shows. I yes, butt chug salt water all the time. Ah, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? All jokes aside, Andrew, we'll see you back here next week, brother. We love you. And, yeah, get that salt water out your butt. Besides you and what you have going on Friday night, and I can't wait to hear your escapades. Um, I hope you have a great time, brother. I'm telling you that right now, face-to-face. Um, Appreciate I'm, I'm excited for you. So uh, in, enjoy it. I think you're going to have a blast. Uh, besides Friday night, between Saturday and Sunday, what are you looking forward to the most? Landing safely from an airplane. <laughs> I know. I hate flying too, dude. I hate it. I fucking I, hate it. I kid. I'm, I'm looking forward to Cena and Roman because okay. it's the previous guy versus the current guy. Sure. And that's always going to be a good matchup. And the last time they fought, I, I, I enjoyed the match. I think it, it went a little fast. I think five minutes in, they were wrestling like they were 20 minutes in. But I'm looking forward to it. The crowd's going to be hot for it. And I feel like this is one of the moments as a wrestling fan that you live for. I think it's going to be one of those. Well, I know Vinny Kenny's always listening, so I can't wait for Big E to walk out with the title. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. I always know Vinny. Title of what? Kenny is listening. What? What's that? WWE title champion? of what? WWE champion. Like the Duke of Earl, or he's going to be knighted by the Duke, Queen or some Duke, shit? Duke, Duke of Earl, Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl, Duke. I, I didn't think I could get that low, but I just kept I just kept going. It that was impressive. It, well, no, it probably wasn't. <laughs> well, I, I didn't expect that much, so there's oh, that. Well, that's what she said. So anyway, that's how you keep things going. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all in. Big E's cashing in. He's taking that title. He's getting the match against Goldberg at Survivor Series. Yeah, think I got I got a pretty face and some personality. That's what keeps him around. <laughs> Goldberg, what? Huh? I could play the tool time theme for you if you want it. Nah, that's okay. No, you sure? It's one click away. No, we're uh, we're really we're okay. We're good. Okay, maybe we should take it home then. Yes, yeah, it's not necessary. Take it home. All right, well, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir, and, and everything you got going on. Well, you can find me watching Tim Allen and Jonathan Taylor Thomas at a tool time marathon for the No, I'm just kidding. You can find me at PC Tunney, Twitter and Facebook. Chairshot Radio Network, folks, all your favorite streaming platforms. Check it out. Thechairshot.com. Chairshot Media. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Tees. Please peruse. What you think he's doing right now? Because how long really is that home improvement money? When's the last time you even seen home improvement on television? Who, Tim Allen? 
No, Tim Allen got another show. I'm talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, I. He's got Lion King money. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah, that Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cartoon about a bunch of African lions. Yeah, let's go get this blonde white kid to play the main character. Cool. <laughs> it it's not your fault, Tuddy. You it know. worked for him, right? Yeah, you didn't do the casting. I'm yeah, not hating I... on him either. You know, it's just funny to me. Yeah. Like Elizabeth Taylor's Cleopatra. That shit's just funny to me. Uh, yeah, I'm just making jokes, man. All jokes aside, though, seriously, <laughs> you can. <laughs> We oh, almost made man. it the whole show without falling off the rails, and we. Could oh yeah, around. right. This shit was off the rails from the beginning. <laughs> Y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly, make sure you support the movement by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot T-shirt. We've got something that you're going to absolutely love. I guarantee you. Please and thank you, thank you, and please thechairshot.com. Remember, we're not just a website; we are a movement, folks. And yo. Y'all are listening to this show because you're wrestling fans, and this is a hell of a weekend to be a wrestling fan. I want you all to soak it up, take it in, enjoy it all, stay off of Twitter because, you know, they're just going to ruin whatever happens for you. They're just going to fuck it up because that's what Twitter does with everything. Just enjoy it and remember why you became a fan in the first goddamn place. Please and thank you, thank you, and please just enjoy wrestling. It's cool, all right? For the Commissioner PC Tunney, for Andrew Snowflake Belaz, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. We will see you back here next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, thank you all for tuning in to Pot is War. Literally, seriously, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next time. Until then, shalom. This is my yard now. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.